0: gentlemen, boys and girls, and children over the age of 21, welcome to the Hop Nation USA podcast. We are here, and it is time for episode number five. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Sam, and with me are my two co-hosts. To my right, as always, is Mr.
1: Steve. Steve, how are we doing today? Doing pretty good, buddy.
0: Good, good. What's new and exciting? Anything uh, anything over on the right side?
1: Uh, Yeah, let's see. I broke uh, the power button on my phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, that sucks. Yeah, it totally does. And I'm not ready to buy a new phone yet, so I'm just putzing around with this program called uh, Button Savior. Button Savior. Yeah. gives you a whole new program to turn your phone on and off. Sounds
0: like you're ready for a beer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that
0: sounds terrible. That's so, what happens when you ask people how they're doing. They'll tell you. I know. Wow. They'll tell you all about their phones, too. So, Alright, let's try you. How about uh, How about Adam sitting right across from me here? I'm doing well. No phone issues? None. Zero. Good. It's running high, wide, and handsome. Excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear that. So, no phone issues to report on my part either. So, I think we're good to go and we're ready to start episode five. Good. So, how are we going to do that? Well, first we're going to introduce our beer theme of the day. And I tell you what, guys. I am stoked for today's theme. And we are going back to the theme of breweries, and today's brewery is one of my absolute favorite breweries, and I mentioned this on the show before, but this is Pizza Boy Brewing out of Enola, Pennsylvania, which is right outside of Harrisburg, for those wondering where that is. And we are going to be sampling Pizza Boy beers all episode today, and I am thrilled to try these beers. Have either of you guys tried any Pizza Boy beers or will this be a first for you? I have tried some Pizza Boy beers, uh, and I have heard nothing
2: but good things. The ones that we have today, I have never had them, Uh, so I am looking forward to
0: them. How about Um, you, Steve? You ever tried Pizza Boy before?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like Adam, I haven't had any of these before, so I'm excited to find out what's going on with them. And the ones that I've had before were really good. Let's make awesome. this happen.
0: Everything I've had from Pizza Boy has been fantastic as well. So Adam, why don't you let us know what we're going to be drinking first today? Well, the first one we are going to be trying today is the Pizza Boy Citra Pils. This is a
2: Pilsner. comes in at about 5% alcohol by volume. Uh, Once again, this is from Pizza Boy out of Enola, Pennsylvania. This is a Pilsner beer. Uh, I believe it is somewhat of a light and crisp beer, if I'm uh, reading this correctly. Should be a nice, light, springtime beer, is what I'm thinking. This is a good one for uh, a good Utapils beer. Are you guys familiar with the term Utapils? No, go
1: ahead. Utapils,
2: that is a Scandinavian term, and that is a, a term for the time that you spend outside drinking. Huh. Wow! And, and specifically for the first beer that you can enjoy outside of the year, if we were to go
0: outside right now and enjoy this, this would be our Utapil's Pills beer.
1: Oh, how about
0: that? Well, hopefully, it's our Utapil's Pills beer inside as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I know that was contradictory to everything that you just said. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think it went at the that same way. time. I think I'm just so excited to try this Pizza Boy beer that I've. I'm not even
1: making it so should right I now, should So should I pour
2: yours first? <laughs> so crack <laughs> it open. we can
0: calm you down?
1: Yeah, get him, get him his face. Yeah,
0: you're talking to, at the leash here, buddy. So while Adam's pouring the beer, one other thing I did read about this beer that's very interesting is that the name of this beer is called the Citra Pills, like Adam told you. And it is a beer that's brewed solely with the Citra Hop, which is a hop that is generally has some more floral notes. It might be a little fruitier, it might be a little bitter, kind of similar to a grapefruit or a tangerine. Not sure exactly what this beer is going to taste like, but we'll see uh, how the citra hop blends with all the other ingredients that this beer has to offer. Make mine a tall one buddy. I already did. I already know that if I don't you're just going to jump over the table and it's going to become an issue. So I now see that there is beer in my glass, so I should be good until at least the next segment. Now what I'm noticing very first off, is just looking at this beer, it is extremely light.
2: That is nice and clear. Uh, you can definitely tell that it is a, a pills in their beer, nice light, and I I assume that it is going to be nice and crisp as well. I'm hoping so.
1: Yeah, pretty decent head retention on it, and not a lot of carbonation going on. Taking one whiff of this beer, I tell you
0: what, you can smell the citra hops instantly. Yeah. It's, they are just pouring through the nose of this beer, and I couldn't be enjoying them more right now. I might not even taste this beer. I might just smell it for a little while. <laughs> just hang out with it the new beer. It smells so good. Yeah, can I just dump this all over the interior of my car and just smell it all day?
1: Uh, you know I've done that before, except for with a uh, oldie. Oh, that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't intentional either. (laughs) I'm gonna I'm going to advise against dumping beer in your car. (laughs) All right.
0: Well, I guess too. If I dump Pizza Boy beer in my car, it does kind of waste it because it's in my car and not in me. Well, let's
1: uh, take a sip and then we can get some in you. Hmm.
0: The taste of the hops does not
2: match the the nose of it whatsoever. There's a little bit of hop to it, but not nearly what you're getting on the nose. Oh no, there it is.
0: Oh, I'm definitely getting some bitterness from the hops in here. I can taste yeah. a, a slight, slight hints of citrusy flavor, but definitely the hops are hitting me on the back end, and that yep. bitterness is lingering in my mouth. Yep, I found it, and I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Damn
1: it. Yeah, it's yeah definitely back end for me. Though, mm-hmm. Same bitterness here. On. Yeah. It took it took me a little bit. I'm not getting uh, as much citrus notes though. And are I you stuffed know. up or something today I am. I mean I'm smelling the hell out of this thing and it smells great <laughs> yeah to be fair I am stuffed up very
0: aromatic beer Not now look
1: see it's weird after every time I get like a taste this has happened before though mm-hmm. but like it's after I get a taste and then I go back for another smell then I start getting more, more of the notes coming through interesting yeah Let's,
0: uh, let's continue to drink and enjoy this beer, and then we'll uh, we'll circle back at the end of the segment and see what our final thoughts are on this thing. Sure. As you guys have already guessed, I am now pretty much obsessed with, with Pizza Boy. It is a great, great brewery, in my opinion. I've had now 23 beers from them, and this actually, the Citra pills I've never had before, so this marks my 24th, and I did something very exciting this weekend. What was yes. that? So one of my birthday presents from my wife was a trip out to Harrisburg, and we got to explore Trogues Brewery and Pizza Boy Brewing. Very cool. And that's something I wanna talk about. Not just those breweries, we'll get into that in a second, but also the idea of a craft beer road trip. There are places around us, breweries, that are just begging to be attended. And not not just in the Pittsburgh area. Right, I mean, we're talking up to three, four hours away. Mm -hmm and it makes a very doable weekend trip. A good, good getaway. Um, very good getaway. We went on a Saturday morning and we came back on a Sunday afternoon and we had plenty of time to spend at both Trogs and Pizza Boy.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I think you're seeing a lot of, you know, be, even you don't have to be a big city anymore to have just a number of craft breweries in your area. You know, no, within, absolutely not. Within done. 20 to 30 miles of each other. Ex- so. Exactly, and this
0: was a quick hop on the turnpike. It was about three hours out there and just a very nice drive and a nice day we spent uh, exploring some breweries so i think one of the nice things about pittsburgh is it almost seems kind of central a central location for some of these craft beer road trips that you can take. So I want to tell you guys a little bit about my trip this weekend, and then I want to hear about some of the adventures that you guys took, and some of our listeners um, out there can kind of learn some of the breweries that may not be necessarily right here in Pittsburgh, but, you know, some great places that are just within a couple hours of us.
1: Yeah, no, that
0: sounds good. Like I I mentioned, my wife and I, uh, we went out to Harrisburg, and we went to the Trogues Brewery and the Pizza Boy Brewery. And I will say, these two places could not have been more different. Really? So first I'll talk about Trogues. And Trogues is a brewery that was originally out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. They had a brewery right in Harrisburg. Um, Not too long ago, they built a gigantic, state-of-the-art brewery about 20 minutes away in Hershey, Pennsylvania. This place is ginormous, and it sits literally right next to Hershey Park. So after you pass Harrisburg, if you're driving out there, you have Harrisburg... Farm, 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 farm. Hershey Park, (laughs) Trogue's Brewing, farm, 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 farm. And that's pretty much it.
1: Like, okay, so there's always those tales about, like, the chocolate smell coming off the Hershey Park. Like, is that permeating into the Trogue's Brewery? (laughs) So basically,
0: to your point, you know, you're driving down the road. It's a nice sunny day. You got the windows open. You have that nice smell of cow shit and manure coming in your car. And all of a sudden, Mm. you hit Hershey. And the chocolate smell just entrenches you. Uh, right outside of the factory. Then you pass Hershey and the Trogues hoppy multi-smell will kind of entrench okay. you as well. And so at that point you want to make a right-hand turn, or a left I guess if you're coming from the Philadelphia direction, and you want to turn right into Trogues Brewery and check this place
1: out. Okay, yeah, I was just wondering because I've run into that where i have going past like a Budweiser Brewery and like just they kind of fill the whole town with that malt and hot smell. Yeah. So I was just wondering like, what was kind of overpowering, Hershey or, you know, Trujillo. It's a fight to the death. <laughs> but, there, uh, there's, her- got, there's gotta there's be a zone in there where they both hit you at <laughs> once and you just live in heaven for a bit. You <laughs> just start
0: buying real estate right in that
1: street. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a really
0: cool place. Um, they have a gigantic brew pub. They have all of their year-round beers on tap. They have a number of seasonals and they have this other series out there uh, called their Scratch series. And this is basically their experimental beers. So they had three on tap, and you could try... There was a lager, there was a farmhouse rye, and there was an IPA. And similar to what we mentioned, I believe, Steve, when you were talking about uh, the brewery that brought that random beer to the Pittsburgh Beer Fest, these beers didn't even have a name. Mm -hmm. They were literally scratch and then a number.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Oscar Blues when they brought out their random smoked IPA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's basically a way for them to brew really small batch and Mm -hmm. give... uh, their um, get the give, their, yeah, yeah, give, give their customers an opportunity to try it, see what they're liking, what they're not liking, and then possibly even turn that into a year-round production. So they basically just get to go into the lab, say, what can we make?
1: yeah, And <laughs> see
2: what happens.
1: Yeah, exactly. exactly.
2: That is very cool. I like that. And I, yeah, I especially like the fact that they'll give it out, not give it out, but they'll give the opportunity to customers. Give it to the public. Yeah, give yeah. it to the public and get their feedback. That is, that is very smart it's also, it's, it's,
1: it's also perfect incentive to go there yeah. because obviously you're not going to find it out here. Mm-hmm. But it's little, that little extra special thing you can get just going to an actual brewery.
0: Yeah, it was, it was quite the experience. And one of the really cool things about it was that not only did they just let you try it on draft, but if you liked it, you can buy it by the bottle or by the case, but only at the brewery. Mm. So let's say you tried the Farmhouse Rye. You loved it. You better pick up a couple bottles or a case on the way out because who knows when they're even going to make that again. If they're ever going to make it again. Exactly. It just depends on the feedback that they receive from their customers. Very cool. So tell us about Pizza Boy then. So Pizza Boy was a completely different experience. Pizza Boy started out as this place called Owls of Hampton. It was traditionally just a pizza shop and it later added on a brewery to it. So now it's a pizza shop and brewery, and that's pretty much it. Walking into this place, it was crazy because, first off, the the brewery and pizza shop, it's in an office park. So it looked like you were going back to... It actually looked like you were going to work. Hmm. And suddenly there's this gigantic industrial building, and it has the big Pizza Boy logo on it, and you go in, and it's like walking into one of those 80s pizza shops that you see... I don't know, that you've seen in movies or TV shows. Like you're walking into the Max from Say by the Bell? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, okay. It was just a very old-school feel to it, like just brick walls, gray floors, high-top tables, some of the booths that you would see in an old, like, pizza shop, those kind of rounded booths. All right. <laughs> okay. So you know what I'm talking about? I can I can get into I a setup like that. Yeah, yeah. No wait staff, no bar- – no, I don't want to say no bartenders, but you pretty much – Pizza or beer, you want it, you go up to the counter, you order it, and you bring it back to your table. It was very, very old school, but it was just absolutely amazing. It was a fantastic experience, and like I said, Pizza Boy is one of my favorite breweries, and when you go there, they have these giant TV monitors up on the wall. There was six of them, and they have about 100 beers on draft, 38 of their own. Now think about that for a second. When have you ever gone into a brewery and seen that specific brewery brewing thirty-eight of their own beers? Yeah, that's it's, that's a
1: lot yeah. to have on tap.
0: As well as other local stuff. Like they had all the Trogue stuff there, okay. they had some other local breweries there, some Lancaster brewing, because that's nearby. And it was it was just awesome. Now myself I wanted to try the Pizza Boy beers, so I decided to yes. stick to those. You're there. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly. 38 Choices. I, I had a lot of options. Right. The ones that you had there, which one was your favorite? I'll, I'll keep it brief for the sake of time here. But what I want to talk about, there was a beer, and I have to talk about this one, and it was called the Don't Care It All. Okay? okay. Alright. The tagline on this beer was an Imperial Veggie Brown. <laughs> okay? Okay. And this beer You're losing was me. a spice ale and it was brewed with 500 pounds of carrots. <laughs> okay. Now I've never had an imperial veggie brown before. I, but I've never heard, heard of one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. I've heard of vegetable beer, but I don't think I've had one before. Yeah, so this one was
0: brewed with 500 pounds of carrots, and I, I, I'm i going to put a picture of this online on our Facebook page or our Twitter page or, or something, because I want people to be able to see this. Okay. Um, I had to try it, so they poured me this beer, And here's the best description, so if you're, this is going to be a little graphic, so tune out for the next 10 seconds if you don't want, if you're a little squeamish or don't want to hear this, but I don't know if you guys ever had this experience, I have not, but if you ever knew that you had to have a bowel movement really bad, and you knew it was going to be diarrhea, (laughs) and you knew you couldn't make it to a toilet, if you've ever grabbed a pilsner glass and just shit in that, (laughs) that is about what this beer looked like. I know that's a strange description. Like I said, it hasn't happened to me. What? What? <laughs> Never described a beer as bubble guts in a glass. No. This this <laughs> had a, this had a watery brown consistency. You better yeah. be telling me this tasted there Absolutely was there was fantastic. There was sediment everywhere in it. <laughs> and I even asked one of the bartenders, I'm like, have you drank this? And he was like, no. <laughs> Is this no. to be this way? <laughs> he was like, no, I just, I haven't got around to it yet. He's like, I'm kind of nervous. I'm like, well, whatever. I'm going to taste it, and I'm going to tell you what it's like. I tell you what, as bad and disgusting as this beer looked, I took one sip, and it was like drinking liquid spice gold. It was delicious. Wow. It was a perfect brown ale and the malts came out but it was not overpowering with carrots or a veggie flavor to it it was this nice spiced glorious taste in my mouth (laughs) and on tapped on untapped i rated it a four and a half out of five it was one of the most unique and crazy beers i've ever had but it it looked disgusting like it was it's almost one of those beers you'd be better off not even looking at it and just trying it that's something that definitely needs to go into a can Huh. I, yeah, hope, yeah. I hope it's out there someday and we can bring it here and review it on this show. It's called the Don't Care At All. Check check that out. if you. It's a good thing you don't work for sales for them. <laughs> I, I know. And I... I I tell you what, I I would maybe not be the best marketer for that, but I can sell that with how good it is. You just got to get people to taste it. Just close your eyes and enjoy it. You'd be better off just giving it to them and saying, drink this. Don't tell them what it is, what's in it, what it looks like, anything like that, and I think you'll be okay. Just lay back and think of England. And I just can't say enough good things about the brewery. Every beer that I had was phenomenal. They brew some really interesting things, stuff you wouldn't find anywhere else. And, And like we mentioned, 38 beers and... All of them are unique and delicious. It's really... You're blown I wish, away. I wish you're I was... blown away. I know. I'm lost for words. I wish I was there every day. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> Talking about this brewery leaves me speechless. So, long story short, the pizza is also awesome. I'm not even going to get into that. But the pizza is also awesome. The beer is fantastic. If you ever found yourself around the Harrisburg area, check out Pizza Boy. Enola is only about 5 or 10 minutes outside of the city. Definitely check it out.
1: Cool, cool, cool. Sounds like you had a hell of a time. Yeah, no there. kidding. Cool.
0: Holy cow. It, it was an amazing trip, an amazing beer drinking experience, and, you know, the craft beer road trip for me is just something that I really enjoy doing. So how, so how about you guys? You guys ever go anywhere, take kind of one of these craft beer road trips and check some things out? I have, actually. Yeah, um, where'd you go? Well, instead of heading
2: east from Pittsburgh, I actually headed north. Uh, Took the I-79 all the way up till uh, it didn't go no more into Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, Did that a couple years ago, and I got to tell you, I'm pretty sure Erie is slowly becoming a a bit of a sleeper town when it comes to craft beer. When we went up there, we stopped at, I'd say, four or five different places uh, in that area, and they all have really good beers. The first place that we actually stopped was one of the keystones of the Erie Brewing community is the Erie Brewing Company. Uh, you guys will probably know them from their Railbender.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, They a, a fantastic,
2: fantastic Scottish ale. Uh, that to me is is one of the keystones, especially to my uh, early development of drinking. That was definitely one of the first ones that I latched onto. I love that beer. Uh, they had some other good ones. Um, their Skipper Stout, which is a, a coffee stout. Yeah, that not the I Skipper said. Stout. Yeah, yeah.
1: I enjoyed that one. So
2: went there, and they their tasting room is. Definitely on the smaller side, uh, they're definitely more of a an industrial facility uh, rather than a, a tasting room. However, there is news on that front, because come spring 2017, they're opening a brand new facility on the east end of town, up near the Penn State Barron campus, right off of I-90. Hmm. And I am really looking forward to that. I've seen some, some pictures of the facility,
1: and it looks awesome. So it looks kind of more of a state-of-the-art? Yeah. Kind of like... I mean, if,
2: if their facility looks anything like their, their
0: uh, conceptual drawings, it's going gonna, it's gonna to absolutely knock it out of the park. You know, it's funny you mentioned the rail bender. That's something that we really were uh, big on in college because you could generally get it at a pretty cheap price, but it was higher in alcohol. Yeah. And it was a nice alternative to, you know, a yingling or something right? That we were drinking. That was, that was definitely one of my
2: early staples in the, in the craft beer repertoire. But one of the other nice things about Erie is that facility is only, I'd say, about two miles away from a big cluster of breweries right in downtown Erie.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, what's really nice is you've got, you've got Lavery Brewing, which is right next to the, uh, the Gannon Campus. They've opened up a few years ago. They're another smaller facility. I'd say they're about a five-barrel, five-barrel system in there. They make some really good beers in there. Uh, we stopped in there. Unfortunately, uh, when we stopped in there the first time, They were actually closed. Fortunately for us, there was one guy there, and the only reason he was there is because everybody else was down at a a brewing conference in Pittsburgh, and he was there just to kind of sweep up from the night before. We walked in, and he said, sorry, guys, we're closed. Oh, all right. Uh, can we at least see what you've got here just the next time we're in the area, we can check it out Like, oh, if you guys just want to grab some growlers yeah, come on in, we can can draft out some growlers for you, here, taste this, taste that taste the other thing, they were really accommodating, they were were really good guys, well, just the one guy, but I'm sure everybody else is really nice as well But they, they had some
1: really good beers. I can't remember the one that I had. Are you sure a stranger just didn't let you into the place I mean, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but he was a really nice stranger. But he's a nice and stranger. So he, he
2: handed out other people's beers. And if you if you take just maybe a five-minute walk, uh, you can go into another really cool facility that's called the Brew Erie at Union Station. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's another restaurant slash bar slash brewery. And that is actually in the old
0: downtown train station in Erie. Janie and I actually went to a wedding there a couple years ago. My friends got married there. Oh, okay. At that station, and they were serving some of the beers at the wedding. Is that not an awesome place to go? Yeah. Oh, it was so cool. Like, the atmosphere was great. I really enjoyed the beer, and it was just a spectacular place for a wedding. Yeah.
2: There's actually a couple more that, that have opened up recently that I want to check out. I haven't checked out yet. There's also the Mill Creek Brewing Company. There are one or two other facilities that we checked out, but unfortunately they were not in directly in the Erie area. But if you're already up there, you can just drive a little bit further. And the big one, and you guys know about them, we've been to their, their brew pub in, in Pittsburgh, but Southern Tier. Yeah. They're about a half hour drive from, meh, a half hour, 45 minutes from, from downtown Erie. If you're in that area go check it out. Lakewood, New York. They have a beautiful brewery up there. They have a very nice tasting room. They have multiple tasting rooms up there. Uh, they have a private tasting room if you've taken a tour. They have a, a public tasting room. You can go in there, and get your get your growler fills, go have a glass, go grab a snack if you want. It's, it's a 45-minute drive, and it is well worth
0: it up on, on Lake Chautauqua. So if you get the chance, go up there. Yeah, that's that sounds like an awesome trip. And, and a north trip is one that I have yet to take, so I think that might be next on my list. Definitely look. need to. So we know north is a good direction, as Adam just told us. Plenty of choices. East is a good one because pizza boys out there. <laughs> is there any? If what if we go a different direction? Is there any other trips we could take? Well, okay, so
1: you could go west. Okay, and, what's west? Well, west is Columbus, Ohio. So we've been out there before, and. We've gone to a place called the Elevator Brewing Company. Okay. And they have a facility that's right downtown. And it's in, like, this old saloon that was a historic site. Now, this isn't their actual brew facility, but it is a um, a restaurant office. So this is their their
2: brew pub.
1: Right, right, right. It's their brew pub. I've been there. I know Elevator Brewing. I was there actually with you, so. Yeah, we're at Elevator, and uh, it was an old, you know, it was built out of this old saloon. When you walk in, it has this very old school 1920s vibe about it. Almost like a speakeasy? Almost. Right. But it, yeah, it's it's a very kind of classy, upscale. Kind of makes you think of the Great Gatsby a little bit. Okay. All and right. I
0: believe the first time we went there, there was a wedding
1: reception or there something was. in there. There yeah. was a
0: lot of people in like nice suits yeah. and foxes. <laughs> and then there was us in right, right. <laughs> shady street clothes.
1: <laughs> we were walking in just looking to get drunk. But that's one of the breweries that's out there. They have some uh, pretty interesting brews. Uh, a couple of other ones that you know, are worth looking into. Uh North High, Wild Ohio, Four Strings, Pig, pig skin. Uh one we definitely want to check out if we're ever out there again. is called Zaftig. Zaftig? Yeah. And uh pretty much all of their beers are above seven percent. Oh. They don't make any they don't make anything little. Nice. <laughs>
2: so the right? entry is seven percent and yeah. it just goes up from there.
0: So nothing wrong with that as long as the beer's good.
1: Yeah. So like in general, like Ohio is kinda of, or Columbus is kind of a neat town to kind of go to for craft beer as well. Mm -hmm.
2: And if I remember correctly, doesn't Columbus have a very active German section of the city. They do. They, yeah, have they, do.
1: they even have a uh, Oktoberfest yes. festival. So that would be a, a
0: definite reason to go back to Columbus. Yeah, Go out there for an Oktoberfest. Columbus yes, is incredibly similar two. to Pittsburgh. It's a great trip to take because you can find a lot of these small, like, micro and nano breweries that you absolutely can't get three hours from Columbus. And that's But they're brewing some really good beer.
1: Yeah, and, that, and that's kind of the whole point of going out there is that even though they're just right across the border from us... Like every place we've mentioned so far, like Erie and Troves and Pizza Boy, we can all get in Pittsburgh. Mm. But there's a lot of these breweries that are in Columbus, even though they're the same distance away and right across the border, we can't get, can't them, get them because they have different state you know, distribution companies. True. Yeah, that's and true. That's, and that's probably one of the best reasons to go out that way.
0: All right, so we got East, North, and sa- – no, not South. West. <laughs> no, South <laughs> would be Mor- – Morgantown, West Virginia. And yeah.
2: Morgantown Brewing Company, which yeah, I have not had any of their stuff yet, but I, I
0: want to try
2: their
1: beer.
0: I haven't been down there yet either.
1: I mean, also technically Maryland, which we've talked about before with heavy season, flying dogs. Yeah, we did an entire
0: Maryland episode. Right. Needless to say, no matter where you are right now, there is probably a craft brew town about three to four hours from you that would really make a nice weekend getaway for you and your buddies or you and a significant other, whatever the case may be.
1: Yeah, the same way people in California take wine weekends. I think craft beer weekends are becoming a lot bigger thing out here on the East Coast. True. Absolutely. And that's
2: not to say that you can't still do the same thing
0: in Pittsburgh itself. Yeah, so good, good stuff in Pittsburgh as well. Now, let's get back to Pizza Boy, my favorite topic of the segment, and probably this entire podcast and maybe every podcast that we do. Let's go back to this uh, beer here. We were drinking the Citra Pills from Pizza Boy. And Steve, why don't you tell us what you think? Your glass is empty over there, so clearly you must have liked <laughs> this.
1: Uh, yeah, I really did. I said up front, like, I wasn't getting as, getting all the flavors and stuff. And that's because I was pretty stuffed up. As I was drinking it, it just kept building and building. And I kept getting more of those, you know, citrusy notes. Uh, I was getting more of the, like, good hot bitterness. And I was getting, like, this aftertaste in my mouth. It's kind of hard to explain, but it was, like, almost earthy in a way. Hmm. Yeah, it was, was kind of like this bold earthiness that I was getting. Like, just as an aftertaste and, like, you know as I was maybe burping up a little bit. <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed it. I'm not the biggest Pilsner fan, usually, but this one has a lot of flavor in it, so I was really enjoying it. Adam, what about you?
0: This was a somewhat of a hoppy Pilsner, and you're not necessarily an IPA guy, so what do you think? Well, I, I was kind of disappointed. I'll be perfectly honest. <sighs> My heart literally just sank. I'm sorry. I saw it. I don't even work I for that. Pizza I know. I'm just here drinking beer just like you guys. And, and, and,
2: and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. Uh, it's actually somewhat similar to what Steve discussed uh, with the the earthy aftertaste. For me for a Pilsner that's not the way a Pilsner should act. Uh, you kind of get in, get out, get out of the way. but this sticks around it, it, it almost gives me the same aftertaste as uh, if ever I'm, I'm um, making a homebrew and I decide, decide to chew on a hot pellet, that's the same aftertaste that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. It's just it to me it's too much especially for something that is supposed to be light and crisp something that you can enjoy on the back porch after you know a good grass cutting session for me for somebody who is not a big hop head not what I'm looking for
1: So it, like like last week when you were saying the the went outside of the Irish red style correct you're feeling like this kind of goes against the Pilsner style that you prefer correct okay yeah yeah, right.
2: yeah. if it if they if they tone down the, the hops on it. And again, this is just personal opinion. If they tone down the hops on it, I, I think it would do the style a lot more justice. Alright,
1: that's fair. It's
2: a good looking beer. It looks like a Pilsner. That is, that is... You take a picture of it, you put it in the dictionary next to Pilsner, no one's going to argue.
1: Yeah, no, it looks exactly like a Pilsner. Alright, so, Sam, go ahead and gush over it. <laughs> so, so for me,
0: I, I love this beer. And here's why. Like Steve, I, I'm not a Pilsner guy. But to get... Totally flavor blasted with the Citra hop in this beer. <laughs> flavor blasted. Flavor it's like blasted. It's the nineteen nineties all over again. good flavor blasted. <laughs> it is. It is great for me because, like I said, I'm not. A, I'm not generally a pilsner guy. And to Adam's point, he is spot on when he says, you know, for for a pilsner, most of the time you might want to take that hop flavor, that hop bitterness down, but. Pizza Boy doesn't care about stuff like that. They want to brew beer exactly how they want to brew it, and they do a lot of different variations of styles that you might not see. So yeah. and they're, they're saying, hey, we want to make this Pilsner hoppy, we want to make it citrusy, we want to make this a light, crisp drinker for you know folks that not only enjoy Pilsners and want to try something a little bit um, off the wall, but also for those that really like our IPA style as well. So for me, this is a great drinker. I would drink multiple beers of these. I will say, in terms of the other twenty-three Pizza Boy beers that I've had, um, it's definitely on the lower side. Just because at the end of the day, it is still a pilsner, but a very good pilsner. For yeah, me. it's
1: still a pilsner, and like the hoppiness isn't. Come, it's not comparable to most IPAs. Well, no, no, no it is absolutely not. not. No, yeah, just just to be clear about that. Even though Adam is upset about the hoppiness, well, to it's me, not it's not as bad as uh, a lot of IPAs are.
2: To me, the the death knell for this
0: one is is the aftertaste, is yeah. the linger, lingering. All right, so we'll see where this one falls at the end of the show. We'll see where it ranks on the podium of beers. But great news for you folks. When we come back, we're drinking more Pizza Boy beer. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, see you, we'll see you back here after a short break. Beer aficionados. Aficionados? 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 Aficionados! There we go. <laughs> Alright, well, whatever. I'll officiate you. Right upside your head. We, we are back regardless, and whatever you are, we are happy that you are here with us. <laughs> if you're an aficionado or not. Once again, can't find my words because I'm very excited for this next beer that we are about to try. Who makes oh, yeah. it, Sam? Great question, Adam. This brewery is called Pizza Boy. They are a brewery out of Enola, Pennsylvania. Oh, that right of outside of Harrisburg. <laughs> yeah they're a, they're a relatively new brewery to the pittsburgh beer scene but we're happy to have them have you recently visited them or they, how did you come across these guys i just heard about them when you guys brought this beer into for this oh. podcast was so the first time i ever heard of them but i'm very happy i like the citra pills that we drank in the first segment so i'm excited to try this next one which i'm going to introduce here for the group this next beer is actually the first true ipa that we've tried on this podcast so far and i'm very happy to not only drink it, but to see what Adam thinks of this beer. I'll go in with an open mind. So this is a 5% IPA from Pizza Boy called the Spandex Glitter and Egos. It's a cool-looking can. The logo is great. The name is cool. I don't know. Whatever. Let's just crack this bad boy open, and let's start drinking it.
3: All right, then.
0: All right. I'm, I'm going to pour this beer out for everybody here, and I apologize. This is a 6% alcohol, so I don't want to lose that... Uh, that extra percentage because, you know, in a good IPA, it's definitely uh, well worth the extra percent. Let's see what we have here in the Spandex Glitter and Egos. Adam's already making a face. I'm mad out. I'm mad already. So, first thoughts, just by looking at this beer, guys, what do you see? Uh, I'm seeing
1: kind of an orange juicy color to it. Almost That's... pineapple juice.
2: Yeah, I'd go more of a pineapple. Yeah, I'd pineapple nice. juice. A, a, I would go with a dark straw.
1: Yeah, dark straw, is, that's probably yeah, a good way to describe it. Um, pretty hazy. It's not a clear beer.
0: No, not like that Pilsner.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's de-
0: defin- definitely hazy, but, I mean, it's a lighter color, but I think oh, it has yeah, a nice no, color. There's no sediments. It has some decent head retention, and it, it looks like something that I'm going to enjoy. Not a super amount
1: of carbonation, either.
0: Ooh, now after a smell, this sm- this smells like something that I... Smell. generally lean to when I'm choosing a beer. It smells hoppy and fruity
1: right off the bat. It smells stupid. I'm getting more tropical notes than I did off the citra pills and I'm not getting as much hoppiness as I did.
0: Kind of like a, uh, a tropical bitch?
1: Yeah, 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 a little bit, yeah. By, uh, by, by flying,
0: flying dog. By flying Fly dog. dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting some of those citrusy notes, some of those tropical notes. Uh, For me, I'm smelling smelling the hops, but it's not an overpowering hop smell by any means. No, no, no. The lighter hop nose, I think, almost seems like it might be influenced a little by the lighter color of this beer, but, I mean, it smells good. I'm looking forward to trying it. Yeah. Well, then, why don't we try it? Maybe we should. (laughs) Hey, you're not going to have to
1: ask me twice, you know. It's Pizza Boy, after all. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, digging it. It's a good IPA.
0: Sam, what do you think?
1: I mean, I, I like
0: it. To me, this is... This is a drinkable beer. It's I'm
1: tasting the hoppiness, I'm getting
0: the, the tropical flavors. I will say to me it doesn't leave as much of a bitter taste in my mouth on the back end like the citra pills did. No, it So didn't. I actually and I like that better. I don't mind a bitter taste, but this 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 leaves a more
1: clean,
0: refreshing taste in my mouth.
1: Yeah, it really does. That's what I'm that's what I'm getting to. It's just kind of a tropical notes at the end and kind of tapers off. Adam, how about you? You're not how, how generally do you do an IPA this? guy.
0: What do you think? I'm going to reserve
2: judgment until the end of the segment.
1: I think I'm going to put that on a shirt, not generally an IPA guy, and just put your face in.
2: <laughs> You'll sell millions. <laughs> millions. That's how we're going to make money with this thing. Teachers. <laughs> Merchandising. 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 Hop Nation the shirt. Hop Nation the lunchbox.
0: <laughs> Hop Nation 2 to search for more money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Only five episodes in and we're already getting a sequel.
1: <laughs> Hot Nation, the homebrewers, kid. <laughs> speaking of,
0: <laughs> speaking of, if that's hey, not... How, a, how about and, that for a transition? Hey, that's, yeah, a
1: segue. <laughs>
0: yeah
2: that, uh That's not a good good way to bleed into segment two. I don't know what is. <laughs> so last week, we did a, a very, very high-level overview of, of homebrewing. And we got some some comments, we got some questions... Uh, there were some people out there that were interested in getting into home brewing, but they they weren't entirely sure how you need to go about doing it. What do you actually need? What is the actual process? We never actually got into that.
1: Yeah, we so, kind of glossed over equipment and uh, yeah process. So
2: we're gonna we're gonna go back and we're gonna we're gonna address a little bit of that. Now, the first thing I'm gonna say is uh, for this topic right now for this episode. We're only going to be talking about extract brewing. Uh, We're not going to be going into uh, what is called all-grain brewing. Um, The reason behind that is if you're just going to get into home brewing, the way to go is extract brewing, 100%. That That is the way to do it. That is the way to dip your toe into the home
0: brewing pond and I highly recommend doing that. So, what, is that, what does that mean? If you're telling something somebody, somebody's listening right now and they're like, all right, I'll get into extract brewing, what is that? So. Well, the main difference is with an all grain
2: uh, recipe, what you're doing is through the process is you are getting your malts and your sugars from grain, from, from fresh grain itself, through the process that I won't get into right now. Uh, but with extract brewing, what that does is that hard work is already taken care of what you'll use is you'll use a malt extract there's two ways of doing that you can either use a, a dry malt extract or a liquid malt extract they, essentially what that does is that takes away about an hour hour and a half worth of work out of the process and it, and it helps you get into the meat of the brewing itself
1: and what what all that is is basically that's your fermentables that's all the sugar and everything that's going to get eaten away correct by the yeast after you transfer it, and after you're done boiling and getting all your ingredients together. Correct,
2: but we'll get into that. We'll get into that. The first thing you need to worry about is what do you actually need? Not even in terms of ingredients, but in terms of equipment. So the first thing that you're going to need is you need a pot.
1: How big of a pot?
2: (laughs) That is a question that cannot easily be answered. Uh, There's a couple reasons behind that. Uh, Number one reason is how big of a batch do you plan on making? Now, the usual answer to that is you should be making five-gallon batches.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So if you buy a standard kit, it generally is going to produce about five gallons of beer, correct? Correct, correct. That is, five gallon is
2: the standard size. Now, with that, with the extract brewing, what that does is, usually within the recipe, you only need to boil about three to four gallons worth of liquid at that time. However, I do not recommend going with only a four or five gallon pot for two reasons. Number one, if and when you decide to go to an all grain recipe or brewing system, you're going to need a lot more volume in that pot. Number two, if you have a larger pot than what you actually need, that gives you a lot more margin in case you have something like a boil over where what will happen is the your wort will get way active. It'll start bubbling over, and it'll just spill over onto the sidewalk, into the driveway, wherever you're brewing, and that is a mess to clean up. It sucks. It's sticky. It's hot. Don't do it. So, in terms of pot size, what you want to do is you want to get at least a, I would say, seven to eight-gallon pot.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. Well, again, when you're adding in your, your extract, because it's just a plain, like, not slurry, but just a
2: Molasses,
1: just it's almost like yeah. a
2: molasses. If you're if you're using a, a liquid molasses, yeah. a
1: liquid malt extract, the molasses or caramel, when you're adding that stuff in, it's just all pure sugar, and that's gonna make your wart. That's just gonna make that all bubble up and boil over.
2: Correct. To get that bubble up and boil over, uh, the other thing that you'll need is you'll need a heat source. Now, again, you can do this on a stovetop. I've seen it done before, uh, just using your classic stovetop. However, if you do have a boil over, it's gonna be even worse to clean. Uh, so, what I recommend is getting a separate burner, a separate propane burner uh, that you can have outside on the back porch in the driveway somewhere separate from the house itself. I do not recommend using it inside, neither does the manufacturer. Yeah. There are two ways to go about doing that. Uh, number one, you can go to your local homebrew store. Um, the one I usually frequent is South Hills Brewing down on Noblestown Road. Uh, that is, I don't know if that's Carnegie or Green Tree,
1: it's kind of in that. Weird, yeah, it's kind of that weird. I think it's Green Tree. What's we'll that? Green, Green so, Tree Crafting ish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo, know, the confluence of the three. <laughs> correct, correct. Search it, you'll find it. It's easy to find. It's good store. Yeah. So they usually have all that sort of equipment.
2: They do have burners, so you can go there, uh, get that. You can go online. There are multiple outlets that have burners that will be able to take care of that. Or the other thing you can do is you can actually go with a turkey burner, uh, or I should say a turkey fryer. Uh, the reason behind that is a lot of those kids actually already come with the pot that you can use. So that's two birds one stone. Turkey birds. Turkey birds, the best kind of birds. <laughs> so you've got your pot, you've got your burner, along with that you're also going to need a propane bottle that's on your own. You, If you already have a grill, standardized, connection, no big deal. You've got the big things. Now you need to start getting into the little things. What do you need? You need a big-ass spoon.
1: Well, you need a paddle. It's,
2: it's yeah. cold. Professionally. <laughs> I'm going to call it a big-ass spoon. Right. So the big-ass spoon, the reason behind that, that way whenever you have your big pot of wort going, you're not going to be sticking your fingers down in there and burning it. Get a nice big spoon. It's worth it. So you got your spoon, you got your pot, you got your burner. What else do you need? Are you asking or? No, I'm going to yeah. tell you. <laughs> Those are your, your basic things that you need to be able to boil up your, your wort. Now, what is wort? That's a word I've been throwing around a lot here lately, but what is wort? Your wort is, is your unfermented beer. Uh, what you're going to do is you're going to have to boil that. The reason you boil that is, number one, for sterilization. Uh, you want to kill any bacteria because bacteria is the enemy of beer. Uh, The other thing you want to do is that'll convert your hop acids uh, so that they become soluble. Uh, Now what your hops are going to do, they're going to do two things. Uh, They're going to add flavor and they're going to add aroma. So let's just assume that you have a kit, just a, a basic kit. What that kit is going to include is it's going to include your malts, your hops, and what are called specialty grains. Now, what the specialty grains do is that adds the particular malt flavor into that beer. The extract that you use won't be able to add the particular flavors that you're looking for if you're looking for a porter, if you're looking for a pilsner, if you're looking for whatever style you're trying to make. Those specialty grains are, that's what's going to get you in your flavor direction.
1: Yeah, usually if, uh, like, I mean, with the DME, which is the dry malt, correct? like, that's the powder, um, that usually doesn't really add anything as far as color or anything. That's just purely fermentable.
2: What that does is that adds your sugar so that the yeast has something to eat.
1: Right, but the uh, liquids, those will give you certain color profiles, though. Yes, yes, and that
2: is one thing. uh, If you're building your own recipe, uh, there are different styles of liquid malt extract you can use. Uh, They're usually graded in terms of of color. You can Mm -hmm. go with a light, you can go with a medium, you can go with a dark. This depends on what style of beer that you're looking for.
1: Yeah, a lot of times it'll just say on the can what the style of beer is. So right. You just you can just match yeah. it up pretty simply.
0: So thinking about bringing this back to kind of where we are in the brewing process right now. So we have our have our equipment. Let's say I'm a home brewer and I went out. I bought myself a kit. I'm going to make an awesome IPA. So I have my malt. I have my hops. I have my uh, you know, the other ingredients, yeast grains that I need. Mm-hmm. So I have my pot and everything. So right now I'm just boiling all of this stuff together, correct? Mm-hmm. That's- well, I'm just going to give you a two-minute rundown
2: of how how a boil process is going to work uh, for a, an extract brew. It's very easy. Uh, number one, you're going to get about, and this is all dependent on your recipe, uh, whether you build it or it's part of the kit. The kit's always come with, with recipes, so it's a step-by-step guide to figure out how you're going to make this beer. You're going to take some water, say about two gallons worth. You're going to warm it up to about 170 degrees. While you're doing that, you're gonna take your specialty grains, you're going to put them in a a grain bag, take that grain bag, and you're going to steep it in that water while it's heating up. What that's going to do is that's going to transfer the flavors over from the grains into your wort.
1: Basically, you're making tea at this point. That's exactly
2: what you're doing, is you're making beer tea. So once you get your, your water up to 170 degrees, you're gonna pull that steeping bag out. You're gonna throw it out in the front yard. You're gonna yell at your dog, don't eat that again. So once you've done that, you'll bring it back up to a boil. Then you're at your boil time. And what you usually do is for most recipes, you'll boil between 60 and 90 minutes worth. Uh, and through that process, that's when you're at. You'll be adding your malt. That's when you'll be adding your hops.
1: Yeah, and any other specialty ingredients that you may have for your recipe.
2: Correct. If you want to add coffee, that can be a good time to do. If you want to add chocolate, if you want to add any sort of other flavors, any other sugars like a, a lot of times we've used brown sugar to throw in. One of the things that I've been asked about is hop additions. Now you can add hops at any point in time during the boil, but they will do different things depending on whatever you throw them in the boil. Uh, if you're looking for a good bitter beer, if you're trying to make an IPA, what you want to do is you want to take your hops and you want to throw them in early into the boil. You want them in there as long as possible. Mm-hmm. That'll get you your bittering notes. If you're looking for more of a flavor, uh, if you're trying to get more of the hop flavor, you want to put it in about halfway through, maybe 30-35 minutes through. If you're looking simply for aroma, if you're looking for that bitter aroma, you want to put it in at the end of the boil. The yeah. um, reason so, behind that is your hop oils are completely dissipated before the end of the boil, so a lot of that aroma will stay in
0: your wort. Right. So generally, what you're saying is when you are brewing a beer, you would want to add hops at three different stages during the process.
1: Correct. So after we get done adding the hops and Basically, we get through the boil schedule. After we get to that point, where are we lo- where are we looking at now?
2: Once you're done with your boil, what you want to do is you want to cool your wart down as fast as possible. Okay. Now, just like everything else, there are multiple ways to do this. Uh, if you want, you can go buy more equipment. That's a good excuse to go buy more toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that piece of equipment is called a wart chiller. Uh, what that is, it's basically a, a long copper tube coiled up. What you do is you can hook a garden hose up to it, put it straight in the wort, and it'll act essentially like a rudimentary heat exchanger where the water coming out of the garden hose going into your coil will be able to pull heat out of your wort and spit it out the other end. It'll just go out into the yard. You can water your grass at the same time. It's no big deal. That'll help cool your wort down quickly. The other thing you can do if you don't want to or aren't able to get additional equipment is you can just use an ice bath. Plug up your sink pack it full of ice, put your wort in there, cool it down as quickly as possible. One thing you don't want to do is you don't want to put it in the snow. Why not? The reason behind that is what will happen is once that initial layer that is in contact with the the pot uh, disappears, once that melts away, the remaining snow will actually create an insulation barrier and it'll actually retain heat in there rather than cool it down.
1: Oh, kind of like an igloo.
2: Yeah, it's exactly like an igloo. So if you're in the wintertime and you're brewing and you think it's a good idea to just stick it in the snow, don't. You're actually hurting yourself. Alright, so we cooled our, uh, cooled our wort down. So what do we got next, Adam? We're done with our, with our wort boil. We've chilled it back down. It's down below our 100 degree limit. It's right at around 80 degrees, right where we want it. Now it is time to get into the fermentation process. So what you need to do is you need to take your wort, transfer it into whatever your fermentation vessel is, whether that is a carboy, which is essentially a giant water jug, or uh, what some others use, uh, I've used them myself, is a bucket with a, a good sealable lid on it. What you'll do is you'll transfer this over. Now remember, we did not create five gallons worth in the boil. So you'll transfer over your wort, and then you'll add additional water in until you get to your five gallon limit. So once you're done with that, now it's time to add the fourth ingredient, the big hitter, the one that makes beer, beer, yeast. Now I could have an entire conversation about what type of yeast to select. We're not going to get into that. We're just well, going to
1: say. now. No, not now. At some point, we probably will. We, we can
2: <laughs> and we will. We'll take our yeast. Uh, we'll open it up. You dump it in. Some say you have to mix it up. Some say you don't. Uh, I personally don't mix up the carboy to get, get the yeast all the way through. Uh, the yeast will find the sugar. Once you do that, you'll seal up your bucket, you'll seal up your carboy, make sure you have some way for the carbon dioxide to leave. Uh, that's either through a bubbler or through what is called a blow-off tube, which is essentially a tube in the top, goes into a, a secondary bucket of sanitizer, uh, that way any carbon dioxide can blow off. If
1: you don't do that, uh, you're, you're essentially making a ticking time bomb. Just to trapezoid back to what you're saying about yeast. Uh, One of the things that is important to remember is there are two different kinds of yeast that you'll find. Usually you'll either get a dry yeast or you'll get a liquid yeast. With liquid yeast, you'll find that you need to activate it. And this is something you should be doing even before you start your boil. Because a lot of these times they take about three hours. Correct. To activate and kind of warm up and be ready Active and alive, so
2: that should be one of the the first steps yeah. that you get into. But for the very basics of it, if you're using a liquid yeast, make that one of the very first steps in your in your brew day. Get it out of the fridge, get it out in the room temperature, let it warm up, let it get ready to start eating. Yeah,
1: uh, check, check your package, and the, it'll usually tell you you know how you're supposed to be treating it. Correct. Just things to look out for.
2: So once once you've got your your wort up to five gallons worth in your in your fermentation vessel. You've got your yeast in there, you've got it sealed up with your blow-off tube or your bubbler. Now it's time to wait. Go through however long it takes, two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, whatever it takes. There is some process where you need to go into a secondary fermenter, some do, some don't. That's up for debate. Uh, Then you bottle it, let it condition, then it's time to drink it. The whole process should take about, I'd say, four to six weeks. Yeah, usually. It may sound a little complicated, it is very, 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 very easy. Uh unless your brodies can do it, you guys can do it. My ultimate uh suggestion just go get a a homebrew kit. It's got all that
0: stuff in there. Uh not only does it have all that stuff in there, it'll tell you how to use it. Yeah, that's that's the best recommendation rather than trying to really think through all this stuff I mean that's the way I did it when I got into homebrewing and then you can expand upon your your kits and you can buy more toys as, as Adam likes to say as, as you move on but that homebrew kit is going to give you everything that you need to make your beer and right. that's all you really need you can always get more advanced but start with the kit, try it out for yourself and then go from there that's really going to uh, to bring you that beer that you want so you got your kit you got your instructions you'll be good to go and if you ever get flustered, just remember, you're having fun.
2: You're making beer. Relax. Relax. If monks 400 years ago could pull
0: this off, modern people today should have no problem whatsoever. All right, so let's get back to the most important thing about making beer and the best part of it, really, and that's drinking the beer. I so, forgot to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to talk about that right now. And we're going back to an incredibly drinkable beer from Pizza Boy Brewing, I'm Brewing. I'm in, I'm in a by all. Drinkable beer from Pizza Boy Brewing in Enola PA, which is 10 minutes outside of Harrisburg. So this beer, if you remember from the beginning of the segment, is called the Spandex Glitter and Egos. It is an IPA from Pizza Boy at about 6%. So Adam, we'll let you go first. Being uh, the non-IPA guy of the bunch, what do you What do you think of this beer? What are your final thoughts? I just took my final swig just to uh, just to kind of re-familiarize myself there.
3: I,
2: uh, I don't know how to say this. Um... It, it was better than the Pilsner, however, it's still an IPA. Well, of course, it is an IPA, is you're an exactly IPA. right. So it kind of goes against what I'm looking for. As an IPA, and I will put that, that clarifier on there, as an IPA, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Uh, I don't mind it as an IPA. Uh, I, I would even venture to put it in the pretty good category as an IPA.
1: But because it's an IPA, you're just correct. And, and I
2: think the saving grace That's for it was was the uh, the fruit notes on it. The, I could definitely get a, a tropical twist on it a little bit. Yeah. And I, and I think that was a bit of the saving grace on it. So I didn't like it, but I didn't. But you'll drink it. But uh,
1: I, I didn't even say that. He didn't like it, but he, he can appreciate it. I, uh, he can exactly. Stomach it. He, can, I, he can appreciate I can, the effort. Yes,
2: I appreciate what they're doing with this beer. It's just not for me. Cool.
1: Um. Yeah. I. am I liked it, it's, it didn't really change for me over time though, I still have the same kind of you know poppy and tropical notes, it didn't really change or do anything special for me, um, as an IPA it's pretty good, I've, I've had better from Pizza Boy and I've had better overall, but it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I agree, I mean the taste did not change for me. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's a very drinkable IPA. The thing I like about this is it's, it's light and refreshing. Some of those IPAs, they're a little heavier, especially if you get into a double IPA. And they're not really something that you can drink all day or even have multiple of and still be, you know, have your wits about you. But, you know, overall, I think this is a good beer. I think Pizza Boy, I, I've had some better IPAs from them. But overall, you know, I'm, I'm satisfied with it. It's drinkable and I'll take a Spandex Glitter and Egos anytime.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a beer I would take. Uh, it's not a beer I would seek out.
0: All right, there you have it. So we'll be back in a moment, folks, with one more segment and one more beer for you. And this is actually going to be a beer from a brewery called Pizza Boy out of Manola, Pennsylvania. Ooh. So Ooh, I'm stay, excited to try that one. I heard that's tuned. about
1: ten minutes outside of Harrisburg. Ten <laughs> minutes,
0: exactly. It's about ten minutes outside of Harrisburg. So stay tuned for that, and we'll be back at you in no time. Welcome back, Royal Craft Beer listeners. We have one more segment and one more beer for you, and I could not be more excited about this beer because it is from one of my favorite breweries, Pizza Boy. Pizza Boy is a brewery, of course, out of Enola, Pennsylvania, 10 minutes outside of Harrisburg. And this is a a dark, fun beer that's different than anything that we have tried so far on this show. So, Steve, you want to introduce our last Pizza Boy brew for us?
1: All right, so what we're looking at here is the Pizza Boy's Side of Coffee Stout.
2: Ooh, that sounds good.
1: It's a 9.5% alcohol, and it's an oatmeal imperial stout. Nice. With Fantastic. coffee. Yeah, and it's made with coffee from Little Amps from um, Harrisburg, PA. Little
2: Amps, that is, that is a coffee, coffee company? Com- yeah, coffee,
1: coffee company. house. Oh. All right. Coffee company. A coffee roaster, according to the can. Wow, I'm getting, like, coffee smell right out of the like just right out of the can like it's not even up to my nose nice well share
0: share the love and pour some for me let's go come on that is the exact
2: opposite of everything else that we have drank tonight
0: now i'm guessing that we are not going to smell any floral notes on this one no i'm pretty sure able to see through it at (laughs) all yeah floral notes will be kicked down the road with this beer and that's okay I mean, it's an imperial coffee oatmeal stout, so it should be uh,
1: shouldn't really have those floral notes that you know. Yeah, the other beers. It should be so. a big, brash, bold beer. Looking at this, it's got a nice tan head to it, a little bit of brown in the head. Holy shit! I went,
0: through, I went I yeah. went to
1: look at it, and I yeah, and you it,
0: can't, it can't even look at it without coffee. The scent caught my nose, and it was like somebody just brewed coffee out of my nostrils. This beer is pretty much impenetrable to the light that smell is so good i don't even want to look at this beer right now i just
1: want to keep smelling it just just look at it in the light for a second we went through those stouts last episode and you could see barely through them you can't see through this at all
0: this is the abyss
1: yeah this is dark as dark can be and
0: i'm not upset about that oh Oh, my god that smells good it smells so much like Freshly brewed. Like, it's like Little Amps was here in my kitchen, and they just brewed this coffee and dumped <laughs> some right in the stout that we're about to drink. And, and as we mentioned last last week, you know, with the stouts, they shouldn't be too, too heavy overall.
1: No. Uh, but I don't know. I'm looking at how thick this looks, and I'll, I'll be curious to try it. Well, being that this is a 9.5, you're talking high gravity, so there's probably a lot in here.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. The stouts we reviewed last week were only new about... Four and a half percent, if I remember correctly. Uh, Let's go get it. I'll try this.
1: Oh my god. Whoa. That is
0: so smooth.
1: Yeah, that's such. I can't even taste the carbonation
0: almost. It just hits you with so much flavor right up
1: front that. No, this isn't like this isn't a nitro can. It's just.
0: Just a regular ass can.
1: Yeah. And it's just velvet smooth with like a big coffee flavor punch at the end. I like it. I I don't don't even know if I'd say at the end. I'm getting that coffee right up front as soon as I taste it.
0: It's, it's hitting me right on the front of my tongue. Well, to me, this is, this is very similar to
2: that Pilsner, where it kind of stuck around a little bit, but except for the hops, I
1: get a lot of the coffee kind of sticking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely lingering, mm-hmm. and that's fantastic, because it's a yeah. really good coffee.
2: Yes, chamber. it is. Do we know what kind of coffee it was, or just that it's from Little Lamp's?
1: Just, uh, just as far as I know, it's just from Little Lamp's in Harrisburg PA, which is ten minutes outside of Anola PA. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> so hey good good memory. I I don't know, I did we mention that on this show at all? I think so, maybe. We we might have glossed over it, but
0: We'll cover it again at the end, just so people uh people remember. Alright, so while we continue to sip on this beer, what are we what are we gonna do next,
1: Esteban? Well, I decided we should play a little game.
0: Woohoo Hopefully this game does not end with me chugging a hurricane, cause that was Absolutely terrible. That would be, uh, well, fun for me to watch, I'll be honest.
1: <laughs> well, no, not not this week. Uh, I believe this is just going to be a fun little game, not an actual competition. But uh, what I put together here is a game I like to call Craft or Crap. Oh, okay. And what's that? So, Craft or Crap is we've gone through Untapped and we've taken a number of reviews, ranging from the half-star all the way up to the five-star, and we've taken these reviews from both craft beers And beers that you would consider a little bit on the crap side.
0: So we're going to to read a review, and then the other two hosts are going to guess if that is a
1: craft beer or a crap beer. Exactly. Right? We'll start with a practice round, so you guys can kind of get acclimated. Sure. Now, Now,
2: is this something similar to where it's like a 20 questions where we can narrow it down a little bit? Or we just got to shoot from the hip and hope that we hit?
1: Well, let's start initially, see if you can pick out whether... It's a craft or a crap beer. Ah, okay. And then once we get there, we'll see how far you can go and right. see if you can get the actual beer. Let's start with a pra- practice round. This comes from Jeff B. And he says, is it a barley wine? Woohoo! Was it chore to drink three sips, two and a quarter stars? What? <laughs> this guy's an idiot. Wait, I, do we know if- Jeff B.? No, we don't know. No, we don't know any of these people. I didn't take reviews from people we know. Good. I was gonna this say I, I don't even know what Jeff B is talking about. It's a barley wine. He's asking, is, is it this, a bar, is, is it a barley wine? Woohoo! Can only take three sips. It was a chore to drink three sips. Two and a quarter stars. What is it? I mean, he's got
0: to be talking about a crap beer at that point, because I've had some crap beers that tasted like they're trying to be a barley wine. Example? American. American light. <laughs> Both of those beers are terrible. Is it American and, or American light? Well, Sam, you're saying crap. So I'm going with crap. What are you going with? I'm going to go
1: with crap. I'm pretty sure this guy just doesn't know what he's talking about. Adam would be correct. It is a craft beer. Really? What was it? What is the beer? Do you guys want to take a guess at what the beer maybe was? Well, was it actually a barley one? No, this was not actually a barley
2: one. Was it anywhere close to a barley
0: one? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to have any idea what that is. Was it an IPA?
1: It was an IPA. Are you serious? Yes. All right, IPAs don't taste like a barley one. What the hell is this guy talking about? Okay, so maybe think about the percentage. So it would be a high it's a high percentage.
2: High percentage IPA. Is this 120 a hundred
1: and twenty minute IPA? A double IPA? Jeff B says about the dogfish head one hundred and twenty minute IPA. Is it a barley wine? Woohoo! Was it short to drink? Three sips? Two and a quarter
2: stars. We need to get this guy on the show. <laughs> I want this guy on the fourth mic. Uh, yeah, you think this guy's great. I got one. Oh, That's way better. Oh, <laughs> boy. So 120-minute IPA. Mm-hmm.
1: Two and a quarter stars. Two and a quarter stars. Could barely get through three sips. Right. Well, I mean, you know what? That's your right. But he's also some reason excited about it.
3: But why?
1: I don't know. He puts woo-hoo in his... <laughs> Jeff, yeah, all right, let's move on to the next. Jeff
2: is weird. I don't. I
1: don't even know if I want to be friends with him. <laughs> I, wanna, I don't
2: want to hate on this guy. I'm sure he has his
1: reasons. I just don't know what those reasons are. Yeah, no, he is. A, he is an enigma unto himself. Mm. And I might start following him to see what else he says. I'm all right with that. All right, so I'll give you a good one here.
2: Give us another one.
1: Stephen E. Stephen with a V. Gotcha. Stephen E. Okay. He says, "When with hipsters, drink like a hipster." Two and a half stars. Pats blue ribbon. Got to be PBR. Mm, no. Jenny cream. No. Is it a crap beer? I'm going with. I feel oh, yeah, no, like it's, it's, a crap. Crap beer. it's a crap beer. You yeah, mentioned it's a crap beer, so we
0: know it's a crap
1: beer. Let's, Let's go, just go Miller Lite. Well, no, no, you guys, you guys were on the right track when you said PBR because it's put out by the Pats Brewing Company. Uh, yeah. Stephen E was drinking Schlitz. Oh. No. <laughs>
0: Good for Stephen E. Yeah. Two and a half stars for a Schlitz. Wow, he was very generous. In yeah. that I league. mean, I'll be honest, that's, that's a fair rating. I guess you got to look at the scale. Like, what else is in the two and a half star range? I guess you would say old style and PBR. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to say, because I've got hams in there as well. Yeah. Hams, lone star. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think two and a half is that's a square deal. It's fair. Do you think Schlitz is better or worse than a PBR?
1: I think it's on the same I think yeah, it's, it's on the all, same level. It's all yeah. out by the Pepsi. What's or minus
0: half a star? I feel like PBR, at least, is more of a hipster beer. Maybe that's just around here, though. I don't know. Yeah. So, Sam, do you got one of these for us? Yeah, I, I got one. This is a review from uh, a Beauregard M, and he says about this beer, Incredible hop aroma balanced by a fantastic malt bill. Hints of delicious tropical fruits handpicked by God himself. This beer is best aged five years in a climate-controlled cellar for best results. Five out of five. I'm gonna let you take this one. So what does Though Regard M think about this beer? What what Was he
1: rating a craft beer or a crap beer, what did you think? I feel like mm, he put a lot of time into that and that says craft beer, but I just feel like he might be full of shit and is just uh, aging something along. Just taking the piss? Right. And he's just aging like a yingling or something. So,
0: is it a lager? I want to know, is this craft or is this crap? I think crap? it's crap. I think it's crap. What do you say, Adam? Steve says crap. You know what? I'm going to go with crap as well. No one's going to give that glowing over review like that.
2: For a beer like that. I, I, it's it's got to be crap.
0: All right. So, you guys did not fall for Beauregard's trap. Yeah. And it is, in fact, a crap beer. Any guess what it is? I mean, have you ever aged a crap beer in a climate-controlled well, I, cellar for five years?
1: I, I, I guessed Yingling to begin with, and I'm thinking maybe he did, like, with a black and tan.
0: Incorrect. So, Act. is it is it a lager? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's a PBR. What's that? No. Is <laughs> that generally a good. lager? Or what, what, what style of beer would you classify that as besides a, a crap beer? No, that's not a logger at all. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that was a PBR, but regard him as a dick. And <laughs> wow! Whoa! No, he's, all right. just, he's totally being a dick doing that. Yeah, exactly. He's like, a dick. That is a dick review. I'm going to go with dick tendencies. Alright, that's fair enough. Because, look, at the end of the day, you know, you're saying that you're going to age a PBR for best results 5 out of 5? I mean, I guess I never did put a PBR in a climate-controlled cellar for five years, but I mean, we're talking about some a review that says, hand-picked by God himself. Well, yeah. I, I did put one in,
2: in a basement for five years, but that was more of a punishment?
0: <laughs> yeah, now see, that I understand. <laughs> what, a punishment for the beer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, here's, it <laughs> punishment for I the did. beer, whoever might have to drink it after mm-hmm. five years. Usually a beer like
1: that's going to be skunked after five <laughs> <laughs> years. So, I don't know. What do we got next? Alright, so here's a good one. Coming from DJW. Even when you're in Texas, don't get this beer. Five stars. Craft beer, Shiner. I'm going to say craft beer,
2: Shiner.
0: Ooh, now here we go. Is Shiner crap or is it craft? I would say Shiner is absolutely craft. I, I mean, some of the beers that they come up with. I mean, right now they their seasonal beer is a cold pressed coffee that, ale. That
1: that birthday beer they put out is always a craft beer.
0: But just regular shiner, just straight shiner. Yeah, but
1: just straight up shiner block. That's kind of like, mm, mm-hmm.
0: I would put that on the same level as like a Yingling. Yeah, would or it kind of rides that line. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I would agree with that. And I mean, Yingling. They, they, Lightly ventured into the craft area, but yeah, not like Shiner yeah, yeah. has. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I,
1: the same way Icy Light has brought out the Blockhouse series, yeah, the Iron City Blockhouse. Yeah, that's craft, and that's also craft a lot of the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but some of those Shiner beers are much better absolutely. than oh, yeah. Ice Light like, oh, Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they're really good.
1: So it's it they they're kind of a hybrid brewery.
2: If you want a really good summer beer, Shiner makes a really good Robin Redbird. It's a grapefruit beer. Well, oh, I've had that too. too. It is so light. It, that is, if you have a pool and you got a six
1: pack, you're yeah. in heaven. I hate like I hate grapefruit, but oh, so I much. actually like that one. It is so um, good. But anyway, you guys are wrong. Oh, oh! It's not China Well, I, no, it's not China Lone Star. Ah, <laughs> you know one.
0: I've been to Texas and had Lone Star. That is absolutely crap. It's similar to icy light in Pittsburgh or an old
1: style in Chicago. It's like right, yeah. their yeah, true hometown shitty beer. But but here's the thing. He says even when you're in Texas, don't get this beer. Five stars. Something's not adding up. Here. <laughs> Five stars. Something's not adding up here. Yeah, seriously. Maybe he's just trying to hoard it for himself. I you can have it. <laughs> All right, I got I got one
0: here for you. I found a, I found a good review. This is from a James R, and he says I can only describe this as a gimmick beer because the bottle was interesting and the beer awful. Funky metallic brown sugar nose. Malt had an odd dimension, which coupled with the alcohol in the beer. Hinted at a cheap sour mash whiskey, one of the few beers I've poured out halfway through and gotten something better from the fridge. Hmm. So, what did he rate it at? One star. Wow. Huh. So a one star
1: rating from James on this beer. So this seems definitely like a craft beer. Right. I mean, that it, as as good as Beauregard was at mimicking <laughs> a craft beer review, this one definitely has... This sounds legitimate. Yeah. So I'm going with craft. I'll go
0: with craft as well. You're both going with craft. Any idea what it could be? So something sugary, brown nose with us. Might taste like a sour mash whiskey. No. No, no clue. No. All right, so you're both wrong. This was a review of another craft beer. <laughs> and it was of course Mississippi Mud. <laughs> One star. Which I couldn't agree with James Moore. <laughs> I don't know if I'd use that exact same description, but I'd,
1: I'd give it a one. Oh, it does have the gimmick uh, in the, does, big right, cause the big jug. Because the big bottle with the
0: alligator on it. Ah, damn it. it's three bucks or five bucks for a jug of that stuff.
1: Ah, damn it. All right.
0: right. Now you know. All right. I got one more for
1: you. Okay.
0: And this is a good one. It's a little bit longer of a review. All right. Actually from Beer Advocate, but stick, stick with me here. It's... I'll keep it as brief as I can. Okay, no point in going any further with this craft beer snobbery. This is my favorite beer by a wide margin. You really have to be partial to this type of palate assault to truly enjoy it. Nose doesn't really tip off the flavor, which can add some high hilarity when offered to unassuming newbies. Key words, not partial to craft beer snobbery, palate assault, and hilarity when offering it to new people.
2: I'm going craft sour bikini. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the sour bikini. Yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna go with what Adam just said. That, that, that sounds perfect for it.
0: So that is a perfect description of the uh, the sour bikini. You guys are right when you say craft, but it is actually a habanero sculpin. <laughs> that uh, by Dave, Dave, Dave L. is describing here okay, when he yeah. says five out
1: of five. That, which that, is, that would also be a funny beer to give somebody who has no idea what the hell they're drinking. You know, here. I've never actually had that beer. Oh, it's good. Oh, really? I've
0: never had it. So it's a habanero oh. IPA, so perfect for you and your favorite styles habanero of beer. Well, you're half right. And I've... Uh, you know, it's so funny that he mentions that last comment about high hilarity suit. So- Offered to unassuming newbies because I've done it before to my friends. I actually bought a case of it yeah. and I've let people try the beer. And that beer is so hot that when people drink oh, it, yeah. they
1: have no idea what to expect. Like it is, it is a palate salt. It is Absolutely. great. I love the beer though. Yeah, I, yeah, I love it too. But I mean, I love hot food. So yeah, <laughs> well, this, that beer is fantastic. I, I
2: might have to look past my IPA ways, and I might have tried this one. I now. think it's
0: worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So next time we're at the bar, you guys can buy me one, and I'll try it. Fair enough. I, I would. I would buy you one for that. I mean, it's gonna hit you so hard with heat up front that you're not <laughs> even gonna know it's hot. <laughs> <be> yeah. <happy. laughs> so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really true. <laughs> okay. Don't,
0: that, all right. This beer is hot lot. as hell. I've never had a spicier beer. This beer is like legitimately hot. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of beers that we all seem to be liking, let's uh let's get back to this pizza boy. Uh, Sunny Side Up, the Coffee Stout. So what are your final reviews of this, guys? Adam, why don't you go first? I really like this beer. This is definitely
2: the highlight of the three. No doubt about it. Uh, And it's not just because this one is a lot less hoppy than the other two. Uh, I truly believe that this is a fantastic beer. I would drink it again and again and again and again.
1: Yeah, I couldn't say enough good things about this. The coffee flavor just stays with you the entire time. This is less drinking a beer and more like picking up like one of those monster energy drinks or like the that are the coffee flavor ones. It's a lot more like that than drinking a beer. Like you don't taste at nine point five percent at all. No, that's
0: that's another thing I didn't know. No boozy, yeah, I, I didn't. No, no boozy flavor at all. Yeah, exactly, it's that smooth. None, none, none of us recognize that <laughs> I just brought it <laughs> up. Dude. It's that's there's no
1: booziness to this
0: for being a big beer. I thought this was almost a new uh, a new Starbucks drink or something when I saw the can and not a beer from Pizza Boy from Enola, PA, 10 minutes from Harrisburg. Yeah,
1: you could trick somebody into getting drunk off this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sam, what is, what is your assessment on this? I mean, I I love it. I mean, I, I've been a fan of all these Pizza Boy beers. I say, like I said in the beginning of the episode, I really enjoy this brewery. They're one of my favorites right now. But this, this beer really also took the cake for me because... It is just packed with flavor. It's not boozy, and the flavor just lingers in your mouth. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go to bed tonight and still have this in my mouth. <laughs> and maybe, I'm not complaining. I'm not to go to
1: bed. It's packed full of coffee. You might be on a bit.
0: That is true. That is true. So, All right, should we put them on the podium? Let's Absolutely. do it. So, Steve, you go first.
2: What's
1: what's your uh, what's your gold? What's your silver? What's your bronze? Uh, let's see. Gold medal tonight is obviously this coffee. The sunny side up it is... That's amazing coffee beer. I've had very few that I would choose over it. And just again, back to the fact that it's not boozy and it's so good with the flavors and it's so velvety smooth. It just, all of those things make this an amazing beer. So that's definitely gold medal for me. Um, I'm actually gonna put the citra pills as my silver. I thought it was pretty big on the flavor the way, like, how we differ, Adam, how you don't care for it because it goes against the Pilsner style, I like it because it does, and it gives me kind of that more incentive to drink. Gives it a little bit of a boost mm-hmm. Gives it a over of top boost. of the yeah. usual Pilsner style. Right. The, the same way I kind of like the Craig last week, that it gives it that extra boost to the style. I got you. It does something okay. different. So, yeah, that, that, that'll be my silver, and then... Uh, the sparkle glittered ego spandex Glitter ego u- unicorn. That's, this is another Christmas beer.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: that that would be. I'll my, take it. I'll take it in my stocking. Yeah, that that'd be my bronze. Oh yeah, I'd uh, totally take it in my stocking. It's a good beer. It's pretty, you know, even drinking IPA. It just didn't really do anything new or exciting for me. Yeah, I just thought it was just good. another just one, a, another just, one in the pack. Just a damn good beer. That's mm-hmm. all it was.
0: Sam, so I'm gonna keep this brief because. I agree with Steve 100%, and he pretty much took the words out of my mouth. Gold for me is the Coffee Stout. Great beer, ton of flavor, and I love when breweries partner with local coffee roasters and actually collaborate that way. So, this was a really cool beer for me to drink, and one that leaves a lot of great flavor in my mouth. Uh, Citra Pils for me is number two. That's gonna be taking the silver medal. And just like Steve said, I love the variation of the style. Usually when I drink a Pilsner, I'm not a huge fan of it. It's not something I'm gonna order at a bar. But when you change the style of the Pilsner, you add the bitterness bitterness and the citra hops um, to it and just have that flavor consistently all the way through. That's something that's really going to make me happy. So really like their variation on the Pilsner style. And last but not least, I will also go with uh, the Spandex Glitter and Egos. I think that was a very good, a very drinkable IPA, but there wasn't anything about it that was super special. It was just a really good beer. So to me, we're going to put that one last on the podium and give it the bronze.
1: All right. And Adam?
0: Well, it's
2: very easy to pick the gold on this one.
1: Obviously for you. (laughs) It's very
2: easy. It's going to be the sunny side up. It's the coffee stout far and away. Uh, kudos to Pizza Boy for this one, and additionally kudos to uh, Little Amps, the coffee roasters. I'm very curious uh, as to what kind of coffee they used in this. Yeah, I, I, I'd I want to find that out.
1: Yeah, I'd be willing to just drink a cup of whatever they made.
2: Yeah. So this, this is one of one of the best coffee stouts I've ever had. Uh, so far and away, it is the gold. Now we get into things that are a little more difficult for me. For the Silver, uh, I'm actually going to go with the uh, the Glitter, Spandex, and Egos uh, as the Silver. The reason behind that, as an IPA style, I, I felt that it held true to the style. I think it, it got helped out by the-, the tropical notes, the fruit notes in it. Mm-hmm. It was not a a wrecker of palettes. Yes, it was still an IPA, but it was not necessarily a punch-you-in-the-mouth IPA, and I thought that, that was that was good. For the bronze, the citra pills, I, I, I just couldn't get behind it. Uh, if you're going to have a Pilsner, it needs to be clean, crisp, clear. Uh, unfortunately, with the, the over addition of the hops, in my in my estimation, with an over-edition of hops, it just... It, yeah. it, was like, just too, it was just too much. It was too much, especially you know, on the aftertaste like we talked about earlier. It tasted like I was just chewing on a hop pellet, mm-hmm. and it just stayed there. And it won't go away. Uh, so for me, that was that was definitely the third place. Um, Plus but it,
1: yeah, it had that pretty strong hot nose. It too. did,
2: it did, and it was it was not the pilsner that I would be looking for. Fortunately for Pizza Boy, their sunny side up uh, more than made up for it. This is a a, a gargantuan beer, uh, and I can't wait to drink it again.
0: Awesome! So the nice thing about Pizza Boy is they're they're introducing all kinds of crazy interesting beers here in pittsburgh you'll find a lot of ipas but some other styles here as well too so i mean to the listeners out there if you see a pizza boy beer pick it up decide for yourself If you're ever out in a nola pa 10 minutes outside of harrisburg check out pizza boy brewing and the owls of hampton get yourself a couple beers and uh some pizza and you know
1: say hello to the fine folks out there At this point, as we wrap up, I want to point out that Pizza Boy has not paid us, and this is not a sponsored (laughs) podcast. People may be thinking that at this point. I'm looking at you, Sam. Yeah, That is true. I just really like this per, right? Yeah, no, I I just think that sometimes you have to disclose things, and we're
0: not disclosing anything because (laughs) Sam just really loves Pizza Boy that much. But if Pizza Boy is listening, if you want to send us any more beers to review on the show, send them over. We will review them I will review three new ones every episode. Every episode could be dedicated to Pizza Boy.
1: <laughs> Pizza Boy 2, Secret Reviews. <laughs> <laughs> right. Pizza Boy 3, Turtles in Time. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's going to wrap it up for the show. Uh, I just want to remind everybody you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud for searching uh, Hot Nation USA. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook That same exact way by searching for Hot Nation USA, and you can email us at hotnationusa at gmail.com.
2: So if you have any suggestions of any beers that we should try, uh, any styles, any any breweries, uh, any pubs, anything like that, we should go check out. Let
0: us know through any of those means. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you uh, next week. Yep. Have a good one.